the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4 o'clock, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Glad to have you aboard. Forecast, man, what a beautiful day today God's made, and another one in store for tomorrow. Down to 52 tonight eventually, a lot of sun again tomorrow, some uh, clouds in the afternoon, high up to 76. Phillies had an exciting win yesterday, they were hit 3-1, fell behind 4-3 in the bottom of the 8th to the Cubs, tied it in the ninth with two outs, and then they won it in the 10th inning on a JT Real Muto home run. Phillies are at the Cubs again this evening, 7 o'clock start time. And Hoops, Golden State, knocking out Portland in overtime, 119-117. So Golden State moves to the NBA Finals for the fifth year in a row. I don't think that's happened since that dominant Celtics team back in the 60s. It's been a long, long time to have a team in the Finals five years in a row. On the other side of things, in the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee and Toronto play tonight game four, with Milwaukee leading two games to one in that series. This hour, we have... Uh, a lot of mics happening. We have the mic we're using, of course, to speak to you. But uh, we also have a couple of guests. We have Mike Gallagher, who is a talk show host on our sister station, 990 WNTP, our news talk station. And uh, he has been to Israel. You've heard us about that stand with Israel uh, trip happening later this year. Well, Mike has been on that trip. He's going to share a little bit about that. We also are about to bring in author Michael Hare. He's a doctor, uh, Dr. Michael Hare from uh, Colorado, When Church Conflict Happens, is a book that he has written. And we're going to uh, give copies of that away. And I'm thinking, speaking of giveaways, we might as well make this easy for you. Since there's a lot of moving parts, we'll go with the text line today. 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. And I would like to uh, throw out a question for you, a little simple trivia question. If you can name the answer to it, just text it in, and then you'll be in the running for... Uh, different gift cards will be having up for grabs this hour, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. For example, name the famous Michael who starred in the TV show Family Ties. Let's text that in. 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And uh, we'll draw a winner of a gift card during the program, and we'll have another trivia question as well, maybe several more as the program unfolds. But first, we want to... Jump into our first conversation here, Doctor Doctor, I should say, Michael Hare, uh, our guest checking in. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful. I hear that there's a little um, twist in the weather for you in Colorado today. Yeah, we had 12 inches of snow overnight. <laughs> wow, that's that's well, you're used to it though. I have a brother who lives in Colorado Springs, and he'll post pictures because his kids play baseball. He's like, "What's with the snowstorm in May?" <laughs> you're used to it, I guess. By now. have you been there for a long time in Colorado? Yes, um, about 20 years. Okay, so you know. You know the drill. Well, thank you for, in the midst of all the craziness a foot of snow would bring, to uh, to chat with us about your book, When Church Conflict Happens. Talk up, if you would, to start with your just your background as far as knowing the Lord, and you know, without that, there isn't this book, probably. So how did you come to, to know the Lord in the first place? Well, I came to Christ when I was 19 years old. I was a student at Oklahoma University, and there were a couple of guys that were— um, just cared about the people in the dormitories and, and worked on me, and the Holy Spirit worked on me, and it was a great day. That was what, I guess you were a freshman in college or sophomore in college, maybe? Um, yeah, I was actually um, just a sophomore, and yeah. I ended up going to Bible college and, and uh, seminary. And then uh, my wife and I and four children pastored churches across the United States for over 25 years, and most of that work was church turnaround work where we would go into churches that had experienced deep conflict and just pray that God would raise them up again. And I think I learned a lot uh, just through the experience, but I 
I felt like I needed to get more education, so every class I could find on conflict resolution I took and hmm. eventually got a Ph.D. in conflict analysis and resolution, and I'm still learning. I didn't ever really plan this. It just seemed like God uh, called us to churches, and sometimes we didn't know they had had problems until we got there. And he just, uh, you know, the, the Scripture says uh, that we make our plans and he directs our steps, and, and that's what he did. I. I realized uh, about two churches into my uh, pastoring opportunities that that seemed to be a trend, and uh, I guess all churches have conflict, but uh, the ones I found myself pastoring were usually those that had gone through pretty deep water and lost a lot of people and sometimes had financial problems, and God just took care of all the needs. Uh, it was certainly not easy, but um, God blessed, and it was a great uh a great opportunity for all of us. Folks are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com here in Philly with Dr. Michael Hare, who's checking in from Colorado today, and he's author of a new book called When Church Conflict Happens. The book is broken down into several sections, the problem, the model, and the workbook. I thought we could just kind of go through it a little bit, section by section, and, and you could kind of uh, emphasize the things that, that stand out the most to you. I thought what's interesting in the first section was even the very first chapter's title, Why Your Church Needs Conflict. Maybe you could explain about that a little bit. Well, I, you know, I think all of us, um, most of us at least, are pretty conflict-avoidant. You know, we prefer not to have conflict. But when I look at the Scriptures, I find that um, there was conflict from Genesis to Revelation. And as I pastored churches and, um, and found conflict there, um, I found that conflict actually happens often because of the different spiritual gifts that people have. Uh, God's given us all spiritual gifts, but he's not given anyone all of them. And I think probably maybe more in the American culture than others. Uh, you know, we feel competitive, and when somebody's got a difference of opinion or disagreement, we feel very threatened by that. And what I found is that people with different spiritual gifts have different insights, and, and God's equipped them to see things that not all of us can see. And so once I realized that and and tried to, to look at it more as a resource when people disagreed uh, than a threat, I began to see that, that conflict actually raises to the surface all of those things that need to be talked about for a good decision to be made. Mm. And so it, it makes for a, a once it's done in a healthy way, uh, it really is a blessing to a church. It's a great point because I know there was one part in the book where you gave, and, and this is something listeners should know, in this book, again, we're talking with Dr. Michael Hare in the book, uh, author of a When Church Conflict Happens, how there are a lot of studies studies and, and examples. The, the book is it's very readable that way. One of the stories you talk about how one church in particular had just some money that had become available to it, and everyone's making a case for how they think it should be used. And yet, instead of it being like, okay, stomping out of the room and uh, fuming, they actually were complimenting each other on, hey, that was a good point. Maybe we, you know, maybe that'll happen too, or something like that, rather than, you know, let's keep all our stuff to ourselves and only talk to a few people in the corner who we think will agree with us. Yes, that was a, that was a great eye-opener for me. I saw, you know, really healthy communication and even healthy disagreement that allowed people to examine their own positions in light of what other people were seeing and thinking, and and the outcome was great. Yeah, yeah. and along with that, too, uh, do you think it's possible, I guess, you know, because of the avoidance thing, sometimes uh, you mentioned there's, you know, there's unhealthy conflict. I guess it's helpful to establish when you're talking about needing conflict or a church needing conflict. There is unhealthy conflict, and there's, you put in your book, benign and healthy. Maybe you could just kind of describe those briefly. Yeah, the unhealthy conflict, of course, is what most of us are familiar with, and uh, conflict almost always surfaces on the in the interpersonal level. I mean, obviously, when people are disagreeing, then it hurts. It often damages relationships, sometimes in ways that last a lifetime. But if we look at it differently and we have an attitude that really does trust God, then then those that deal with healthy conflict or deal with conflict in healthy ways basically don't jump to those conclusions, you know, of being kind of defensive and 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 upset. And, you know, our emotions often take control. And so what I found is the people that do the best with this are people that kind of pause when that emotional rise happens in their own life, and they they, they instead begin to think more clearly 
Um, uh, there's been a lot of studies that show that when we respond to danger or anger or threatening circumstances, the blood drains from the thinking part of our brain down into the brain stem, and we, it's kind of fight or flight. Hmm. But if we pause a little bit when that starts happening and we, we start engaging the higher thinking part of our brain, and it actually helps us to stay calm and, and to allow our emotions to be an ally to us instead of the enemy. Yeah. Dr. Michael Hare is our guest. The book is called When Church Conflict Happens. We'll have copies to give away before the program is through. We'll be back in just a moment to continue our conversation. Also looking forward to having Mike Gallagher joining us later in the program. It's a, kind of a Mike show today, as it turns out. And our current question, name the famous Michael who starred in the TV show Family Ties. Text at the 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683 for your chance to win a gift card to Rita's or Duncan or Wawa, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Back with more in just a moment. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. On AM 560 WFIL, it's The Tim DeMoss Show. Hey, Mikey. He likes it. Indeed. 415 on the Tim DeMoss Show. We have a mic theme going. Mike Gallagher, talk show host, going to join us to talk about Stand With Israel, trip to Israel coming up later this year. We have Mike Trivia happening. In fact, congratulations to Fran, who just texted in. Michael J. Fox, the correct answer to the uh, famous Michael who starred in the TV show Family Ties. Of course, he was in Others and uh, the uh, Back to the Future movies. Let's give you another one. So we'll get in touch with Fran. Uh, let's give you another one. How about who was the voice of the ogre? On Shrek, another famous Michael. Text at the 610-500-DOVE. That's our show text line. 610-500-3683. Put your first and last name in there if you would. And your answer to who is the famous Michael who is the voice of the ogre in Shrek. Another Michael, our guest today, continuing on our program. Dr. Michael Hare is our guest. He is the author of When Church Conflict Happens, A Proven Process for Resolving Unhealthy Disagreements and Embracing Healthy Ones. You mentioned uh, this is kind of something you've wound up doing over the last 20 or so years. Have you have you wound up uh, – what, what does that involve? Just on a side note from the book, is that just something often where you are called in to uh, consult or, or people just talk with you on the phone and do emails or you visit sites and actually help coach people through things? Yes. Uh, one of the things that – and your last question uh, asked about benign conflict, and that's really a significant one. And that's when the conflicts are not intentional, they're not malicious, but they arise instead out of organizational problems. Uh, clearest example that I use in the book, I think, is overlapping job descriptions. You know, it's not intentional, but it can put well-intentioned people in conflict. And until those job descriptions are clarified, people are going to continue to be in conflict. And what I found is that, and this is almost an unbelievable statistic, that about 90% of church conflict has roots that go into some structural or organizational cause, or root cause. And so I started working with a church consulting firm back in 2003. It's a church health consulting firm called Living Stones Associates, and I was considered and am considered their conflict specialist. So I don't go on all of their um, consultations, but only on those where there's conflict already in the church. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to see that uh, the conflict is very similar across denominationally and that the model that I present in the book works, not just cross-denominationally, but I've had an opportunity to use it in a number of other countries as well. Yeah, all right. that's good. That's good. Uh, Dr. Michael Hare, our guest, When Church Conflict Happens, is the new book. Uh, you mentioned five levels of conflict in your book as well, or five types, I guess, uh, in that model section, the middle section of the book. If you want to unpack one or two of those or however many you feel you want to cover. Right. Yeah, I think one of the simplest things we can do when we have church conflict, it's not the easiest thing to do often because we're emotionally engaged. But one of the best things we can do is to analyze the conflict and look at, try to discover the difference between presenting issues and root causes. And so those five different levels, the one at the very center of the diagram is um, intrapersonal. And that's when 
the conflict has a root cause that's actually inside of a person. It could be a spiritual problem, could be a psychological problem, could be a medical problem. Um, and then the next level up is uh, interpersonal, which is where almost all of them, the presenting issues, show up. And then we look at groups, and we have conflict within churches that are both inside of groups and and between groups, you know, departments or ministries. And and then the last level is called structural, which are the organizational ones, where most of the roots are, but they're the least recognizable, the most invisible to most people. It's not very hard, really, to identify those once you understand uh, what you're looking for. And once they're separated, it's kind of a sorting process because the intervention into each of those levels is different. And you can begin to strategize how to, you know, take help in each of the levels so that you can get the root conflicts resolved so that the presenting issues will disappear. You're listening to the uh, Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com here in Philadelphia. Dr. Michael Hare is our guest. Checking in during a snowstorm in Colorado. Uh, when Church Conflict Happens is the book, a proven process for resolving unhealthy disagreements and embracing healthy ones. One of the things, correct me if I'm wrong or, or go with it if I'm correct, is uh, it's, it, it might be encouraging for people to realize that there is such a thing as having a path and that re- resolution of conflict or even preventing it in the first place is more detailed, maybe more measurable than people think. It's not just a general thing that's, you know, which may even in the end just lead to let's just avoid it. Let's just all get along and not really deal with, well, why is this happening or why did it happen or why might it be on the verge of happening? Yeah, you know, most people, as I mentioned, I think are conflict avoidant. And what what happens when people avoid conflict? And I think that happens because sometimes it's kind of our personality to avoid conflict or kind of, you know, spiritual gifts. Uh, you have the gift of mercy. That's certainly going to be different than the gift of leadership as far as how we might approach conflict. But uh, if we avoid conflict, uh, usually, I mean, occasionally it's okay to avoid conflict. Even Jesus did that. If you remember when he was often being persecuted by the Pharisees and the Sadducees, there were times when it says he escaped from their presence because his time had not yet come. Yeah. There were there were certain conflicts he avoided, but he also engaged in conflict. Of course, he did it perfectly. And I think if we if we recognize the signs and, and we begin to see, you know, sort it out, understand where the conflicts are, listen to the Holy Spirit in our hearts, and, and follow biblical principle, it really is, you know, it's not as complicated as people might think. And what I tried to do in the book, because so many of the books about church conflict seemed either real complex and complicated, or they seemed almost overly simplistic, you know, making everything a spiritual problem. And I, I believe that what the book offers, and I'm hoping what it offers in an understandable way, is a process that can be easily understood and applied in any church. And uh, and so that's really my prayer. Dr. Michael Hare, kind enough to take some time with us today. The book is called When Church Conflict Happens, The Proven Process for Resolving Unhealthy Disagreements and Embracing Healthy Ones. I know uh, we've been kind of talking the book itself and how it's uh, broken down and, and some of the examples, but I'm wondering if you could, because you have so many interesting, they're not long, but they're interesting stories and or case studies. Uh, one, can you share one or two with us that, that come to mind in any area of conflict, whether it's the section one problem or one from the model area, or even the last section, we can talk about the workbook part two. Yes, uh, there, there was one conflict that I was asked to come and help with, and it was really surprising on the surface. In other words, we had, it was a church of several hundred people, and they, uh, the leadership were very united. They were taking a lot of time uh, together. Oftentimes their prayer meetings, just with the elder board, with their leadership, would run into the early morning hours. Uh, they showed deep love and commitment to, the, to each other, to the Lord and to the church, and yet there was a lot of conflict in the church. And uh, as I mentioned, a lot of times it's the structural things that cause the problem. In this case, it was really simply a communication issue. In other words, the the church was not understanding why the, the leaders were having so many late-night meetings, and they assumed the worst, and they began to gossip about it hmm. and think that their leaders were doing something that was not good for the church. Yeah. And once that got 
kind of vetted and and uh, and opened up so that the church could understand what the culture was inside the leadership team, and they opened up new channels of communication to the church so that they could actually get some ownership in the decisions that were being made. The church pulled together and uh, and really has done a wonderful job. Uh, that church is doing great today. Good, good, good. Dr. Michael Hare is our guest. A quick break in the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in to AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. When Church Conflict Happens, that's the book we're talking about. We also have Mike Gallagher ready to join us a little bit later on. He's a talk show host on our sister station, News Talk 990 WNTP. And we're giving away gift cards courtesy of Brenner Chevrolet today to Wawa, Duncan, and Rita's. Congratulations to Yvette, uh, who just texted in the correct answer, the voice of the ogre on Shrek, Michael Myers. Mike Myers. We're doing Michael trivia. Since all our guests are Mike today, we figured we'd go with that theme. Back in just a minute with more, including another question for you on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. 426, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. So here's a trivia question for you. Well, the answer is Michael. He was Mr. Mom, Batman, and in other movies. Beetlejuice was one. What famous Michael? Text the answer to 610 500 Dove. 610 500 And we'll get you in the running for a gift card to Duncan Wawa Aridas, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet. We're doing a lot of gift cards today, courtesy again of Briner. 610 500 Dove. Your first and last name and the answer to who's the famous Michael who was Mr. Mom, Batman. He was in other movies as well. What's your answer? In the meantime, we continue our conversation with Dr. Michael Hare. We also have Mike Gallagher going to join us a little later on. Uh, talk about the book, When Church Conflict Happens. Tell us some more. Dig in and give us your insights. Well, Tim, I have to tell you that um, my experience has been that it's incredibly important that the leadership, uh, especially the senior pastor, be on board with any efforts to try to resolve conflict. You know, there's different types of church governance, and we've had occasions in the past as a consulting group where we were invited in. You know, this was many years ago. We don't do this anymore, but we were invited in by maybe a board or an elder or something that didn't, and the the senior pastor was either not on board or not even aware that those communications were taking place. In our, uh, and we found that it was not healthy at all. And so, um, but I would say that beyond the leadership, I think the leadership, if they mentor a healthy model, um, it will be, it will change the culture of the church. But if you're sitting in a church and you can tell that the leadership does not have, you know, the culture of a healthy conflict resolution culture approach to that, then I think really just looking for opportunities to share resources. Um, I mean, I, although the book is probably in some ways written for pastoral staff, it's. I think the book goes on to lay out how members of the congregation can actually, through testing of gifts and, and training, can be, especially in larger churches, churches, work as a team, a church health team, and, and help, you know, work in, in helping the, the leadership because through their own gifts, like mediation and uh, facilitated problem solving, those kind of things. Sure, sure. I'm thinking uh, as you're talking also just the fact that carrying yourself uh, in a spiritually mature way through turbulent waters or uncertain times to refrain from gossip or make sure, as Scripture talks about, you know, speak only what's going to benefit those who listen and don't be someone who's quietly, slowly, you know, letting air out of the balloon because— or give people the benefit of the doubt and be patient. Like, you know, if nothing else, follow what God says in your own little world, and that hopefully has a, a positive ripple effect in your church. That's a great point, Tim. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Dr. Michael Hare, our guest. The book is called When Church Conflict Happens, A Proven Process for Resolving Unhealthy Disagreements and Embracing Healthy Ones. I like stories. Can you tell me another? Any part of the book that, that comes to mind, maybe one that you really want to make sure was in the book for people to read? Well, there's so many stories in there that come to my mind. I, I do remember one in particular that I only had one day to work with the congregation because it was a small congregation and their resources were very limited. And and um, and so I spent a whole day um, 
in a in a meeting. It was really a, a kind of a multi-party uh, mediation or a problem-solving uh, facilitation, and basically the the process was to get all the information that needed to come out on the table on the table because a lot of times that's part of the problem. A big part is that people have little pieces of information, but they don't have it all. And in this particular case, there was a suspicion that someone was, uh, uh, you know, misappropriating funds, uh, stealing from the church in essence. And and once it all got out on the table, uh, it was discovered that there was a businessman in the church that had created a business, and all of the funds from his business went into um, into the to church. But but that because he felt ownership of all of that, he didn't go through the proper channels to put that money where the leadership was designing for it to be placed. Hmm. And by the end of the day, I only had one day, um, I, I felt terrible in one sense because I felt like we made a lot of progress, but, you know, we needed more time. And it was a real surprising situation where um, after I got back home, I got a call from one of the folks on, on the, that was in the room and they were real close friends with this individual. There had actually been litigation uh, uh, threatened and so forth, so it was a serious issue. And they offered to do kind of a shuttle diplomacy, uh, basically going and meeting with this person who was up in years and and um, and then talking with me on the phone and then going back and working with this individual. And we managed over the course of uh, several weeks to, to find a good resolution for the church. And that was a situation where I guess you could say I was coaching uh, from a distance, but the principles were all the same, and we just were fortunate enough to have someone that had the right uh, skill set to do that. Yeah. Dr. Michael Hare is our guest. Again, the book is called When Church Conflict Happens, A Proven Process for Resolving Unhealthy Disagreements and Embracing Healthy Ones. I just had a couple more questions that come to mind as we're talking here and as I was reading through the book. One is, I would also think, no matter what the church situation is, how deep or how shallow the real problem is or how difficult or complex or simple, the word forgiveness comes out, and you have a whole chapter on that. Uh, and so maybe you could speak to that, you know, the importance of forgiveness. You know, deep down in our hearts, we know that uh, unforgiveness, I, I don't know who to give credit to. I don't know if anybody does, but there's a saying that's been around for many years that unforgiveness is the poison we drink and expect the other person to die. Yeah, right. And so, you know, what I found is that people that harbor resentment and bitterness are seldom going to be a part of the solution. And, you know, I mean, there's the individual considerations of just your, your, your own spiritual health, the health of your family spiritually and emotionally, but then it extends, you know, into the church. And, and so in the levels of conflict that are included in that diagram, and, and there's quite a bit of explanation about how to use that tool, if we find people in any of those levels that, that are unforgiving, um, then, of course, that's an intrapersonal problem. That's an internal problem to that individual. And, and many people that are hurt struggle with that. And so um, a part of the Ministry of Reconciliation is to identify those people and to help them find forgiveness. And, you know, I think we, mis- we mistake sometimes um, forgiveness. We don't understand that we can forgive even when a person doesn't ask for it. Um, and, and I know that there are some differences theologically about this, but I, I, I've come to the conclusion, and I'm not a young man, uh, I've come to the conclusion that, that we can forgive. Uh, you know, I think Jesus' forgiveness exists. It, the, the capacity of that forgiveness is there, and nothing else has to be done for it to be applied to everybody in the world. Mm. And, and, and so... Um, I can remember a case in my own life where I was young and foolish and I did something to hurt somebody and it was a Christian brother and he got real angry and and um, I asked him to forgive me and confess that it was the wrong thing to do and 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 I was able to let go of that. And he said he forgave me, but I found out years later he was pastoring another church and and he had a perforated ulcer and was in the hospital. And it was because he couldn't let go 
of something that had been had happened years before. Wow. And so I think there's an individual application, and I think there's a corporate application, and I try to explain that a little bit in one of the chapters in the book. The book itself, you were mentioning a little earlier, first and foremost perhaps would be for those in church leadership, but certainly those who attend church could benefit, if nothing else, to understand what those in leadership are going through. Right. Okay. Yeah, in fact, the principles in the book are biblical, and the, even the strategies and processes are simple. So it's even though the book is focused on the church and church leadership, um, these principles apply in family, uh, businesses. Um, I, you know, there's nothing in there that wouldn't be um, uh, transferable, if you will, from a church to another organization. Uh, from individual to individual. Chatting with Dr. Michael Hare, author of the brand new book, When Church Conflict Happens. We're going to give away copies of this book, but also have a short break to take and uh, a quick check on the forecast. Down to 52 tonight with cloudy skies, a lot of sun tomorrow, another beautiful day in store. 76 the high, fills with a win yesterday, come from behind 5-4 over the Cubs in 10 innings. They play again tonight at 7. Golden State knocked Portland out of the playoffs to move into the finals for the fifth year in a row from the western side of things. On the east, you have Milwaukee and Toronto playing tonight in game four of their matchup. Milwaukee up two games to one. Still looking forward since our guest today. We also have Mike Gallagher going to join us before the program's done. Talk show host going to talk about Stand With Israel and that trip coming up later this year. We uh, have a lot of Michaels going on, so we're doing some Michael trivia. We're still looking for the answer to who was the famous Michael who was Mr. Mom and who was in Batman and Beetlejuice as well and in a lot of animated movies as well. Text at 610-500-DUB, 610-500-3683 for a gift card to Rita's Duncan or Wawa, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Back in just a minute, WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 438, The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Joe going into the archives for Dion Warwick here, who we had in the program a few months back. Check out the podcast, WFIL.com. I know where you're going with this, Joe. All our songs, all our elements today are Michael. Take a message to Michael. We are receiving a message from Michael, Dr. Michael Hare at the moment, author of the book, When Church Conflict Happens. I wanted to ask you, you know, sometimes you're at a church and just, it's not even that you're angry at each other. You just see things differently. Sometimes you stay as a good for a person to stay and just realize, you know what? It's not always going to be the way you want it. Or perhaps there are times where you should leave. You know, what are your thoughts on, on that? Well, I think that you raised a wonderful point. And, you know, there's there's a couple of ways to approach that. Um, I think of uh, James chapter 1, where it says, Count it all joy when you fall into various temptations and trials, knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. And then it says, let patience have its perfect work. And, you know, I really see that as an opportunity where God's talking in that case to Jews that were being persecuted in at least three different ways because of their faith in Christ and their being scattered abroad and so forth. And he's telling them through James, uh, even when things get really difficult, I think one illustration of that was somebody said, it's like being in a frying pan and everything, you know, every fiber in your body says jump out. And God says, stay in. And so I do believe that there's a wonderful uh, redemptive process that God uses toward our spiritual maturity, uh, where trials and tribulation can be used, uh, even conflict in churches can be used to make us better people, and we shouldn't leave. We should stay, and we should work at it. You know, and we should follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit and allow him to kind of use that divine meat tenderizer on us because all of us need it. But I would say that, you know, having said that, um, there are issues that are important enough that people have to make a decision about staying and leaving. And, uh, you know, one way to look at it is primary and secondary biblical issues. The primary issues, you know, being things that are non-negotiable. You know, the inspiration of Scripture, the deity of Christ, and so forth. But to be honest, most church problems that I've seen were not doctrinal in nature. Um, People were unhappy with the color of the paint or the carpet. Uh, (laughs) You know, they were were willing to hurt a church 
for secondary issues and uh, and sometimes tertiary <laughs> issues. You know, I mean things yeah. that that really are not even on the on the. And so, you know, I think that that if we can have a part and be a part of the solution, and the leadership it responds in a biblical and spiritually healthy way, boy, we want to stay in that church and help that church. Um, if, on the other hand, the leadership is resistant and, you know, there's sin that's not being, re, you know, repented of or there's false teaching or whatever it is, sometimes, you know, for the for the good of your family and yourself, you know, it's time to leave. I don't think there's any magic formula. But I would be on the side, having pastored all these years, to say, you know, be pretty sure you're not, God doesn't want you to be a part of the solution before you leave, because mm-hmm. people tend to just, uh, I think I heard statistics years ago about the Southern Baptist Convention, and, and the average tenure of a senior pastor at that time was three years. And that tells me that the pastor's leaving when there's a problem, when he probably should stay. And I think the same thing is true, same thing is true for us. Dr. Michael Hare, uh, kind enough to be our guest today. We appreciate your time. Uh, when church conflict happens, a proven process for resolving unhealthy disagreements and embracing healthy ones. And maybe we could just wrap up for a moment on, on the final section of the book, Section 3, the workbook. And because uh, it's uh, what I was mentioning at the beginning, and I think you were saying, yeah, this is true. It's encouraging to know that that conflict can be dealt with in a systematic way, not a, not a prepackaged way, but there are very specific things that can be done, specific steps, identifying things. It's not a, a just to kind of get over it or let's not talk about it. Let's just pray about it and not really think, okay, well, it is a spiritual issue, but there's a, there's a lot more that could be going on here in light of asking God to help through the whole thing, that there's actually stuff you can do and that that, that works. So maybe this the workbook part about preparing for the challenge and the process, uh, you know, building the team. You have several chapters on that. If you could just speak to that aspect of the practical, how do we do this? How do we go ahead and make progress? Yes, uh, there there is a process outlined in the book, and but it's not a cookie cutter, one size fits all. It's based on principles rather than just methodologies. There are some methodologies in there, but um, I think it's important to realize. I mean, even with all these years and all these church conflicts that I've seen, they're all different. And so there's a certain amount of customization, if you will, that has to happen. But it's not difficult. It's more recognizing needs and meeting needs and the skills that people need to implement the process outlined in the book are just the skills that God's already given them, especially church leaders that have leadership gifts and teaching gifts and uh, counseling gifts and those kind of things. But but all of us, you know, ha- uh, you know, one of the things that I've been impressed to through the years is even when you put together a team, not everybody has to be the one that's doing the mediation. Uh, there's plenty of other opportunities on a team like that to use the gifts in different ways to help the overall process be biblical and healthy. And so I just encourage people um, to not think they have to be, you know, a trained mediator to do this kind of work. Uh, the Lord gives us in Matthew 18 a great outline, and I, I reference that both uh, for individuals, groups, and for the whole church. That's great. Well, thank you, Dr. Hare. I uh, really appreciate you taking time to talk to us today. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much, Tim. Sure. God bless you, and enjoy the rest of your day. Well, thank you, I will, and God bless you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Doc, doc, Dr. Michael Hare, our guest, When Church Conflict Happens. If you want to win a copy of that book, text me at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. First and last name, We'll make a few winners here. Quick break. We'll jump right back with another Mike on our program, Mike Gallagher. Just a second on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. WFIL.com. Our fine broadcast continues with yet another Mike from our sister station, News Talk 990 WNTP. Mike Gallagher, how are you, sir? Hey, Tim. Good to be with you. How are you? And wonderful. You host 9 to noon on our sister station, News Talk 990 WNTP. And 
going to be part of the upcoming trip that our stations have and the parent company Salem Media Group has for this December 2nd through the 11th. Stand with Israel. I understand you've been on this trip, right? Yeah, Tim. It's a it's a really incredible journey. Uh, how you know many many people have spent years dreaming of going to Israel, wanting to to go to the Holy Land and visit in person. And for some, it, it seems like kind of just a just that, just a dream. Well, this will be the third trip that we've taken. Dennis Prager and I, my my dear friend and colleague from the Salem Radio Network, Dennis Prager and I are going to host this December second through eleventh journey. And yeah, you're right. We've done it before. This is the third time we've done it. We always have five or 600 listeners from around the country. We always have a great contingent from the Philly area. And uh, and I'm real excited uh, to, to offer this trip once again. So people can get, I mean, your listeners can get unique firsthand insights into the state of Israel, the fascinating past, the promising future, the holy sites. I mean, Tim, think about walking inside the garden tomb. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it just, it's incredible. I, I mean, the first time I went, it, it just, it was, it Profoundly impacted me. So this is much different than a typical beach vacation. You know, this is ch- this is a trip that changes your life. This is a trip that will stay with you forever. And uh, I'm just honored and thrilled to be hosting the third one. It's one thing to read about it or even view a video. Another thing, as you start to touch on there, to experience it. What was it like the first time you were on this trip for you? I could I couldn't get the image of realizing that I'm walking where Jesus Christ walked. I could not the Via Dolorosa the Via Dolorosa where the 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 cross where he had the cross and was beaten and all the stops along the way to walk that same path. I just could not get that out of my head to be at the Mount of Olives to just picture what what it sounded like to have his voice uh, with the wind and the and the trees. It, it's 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 just a, a very very meaningful, powerful spiritual experience. And and everybody who's gone with us, Tim always comes back with, this changed my life. You're right. You're so right. It's one thing to, to, to read about it, to hear about it from, in sun, you know, from Sunday school or, our, our, or from the pulpit. It's one thing to be told about it, but to actually experience it, to do it, to be there. It's a, it's a very, it, gets me, it gives me chills just, just talking about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to get the chance to do it for the, uh, for the third time. As you said, the dates are December 2nd through the 11th. It's a real affordable trip. It's all inclusive. You get to select uh, your, the level of hotel you want to stay in. Maybe you want to you want to go all out. And you want a real nice five star luxury hotel. Perhaps you want to be a little bit more economical. Maybe a three or four star. All these hotels have been selected very carefully. They're beautiful hotels. Whatever level of accommodation you want, the trip is safe. The trip is uh, convenient. It's uh, and it's I think it's affordable. Yeah, Salem Radio host Mike Gallagher, our guest for a few moments here, just chatting about Stand with Israel, the trip coming up December 2nd through the 11th. 40 stops or so is my understanding on this trip, so and in, within about 10 days. So you're keeping a pretty good pace, but how does that go? How, does, how do the days unfold, and how do people know what they're looking at? Well, they're very mindful about not exhausting people, you know, because they, there's also some downtime. You get some, some time on your own to explore if you'd like. But it's also pretty structured. Let me give you an example of one of the, the stops that we make. It's on the Sea of Galilee. And, of course, Dennis Prager, who is a Salem colleague, and he's a, he's a scholar, he's a, he's a lecturer, he's a historian, he's a brilliant guy, and he's warm, and he's funny, and he's smart, uh, one of the greatest guys I know. And he happens to be Jewish. Uh, a lot of Christians say that Dennis Prager is the greatest friend of the Christian community mm. of anybody, because this guy is so mindful and respectful of our beliefs as Christians. It's just a, it's a, an amazing thing. And of course, he, 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 we share the Old Testament, and he, he does something at the Sea of Galilee. We all get to do this. Imagine being on wooden boats, just like the type of boats during Jesus's time, all of us together, 500 of us, they tie the boats together on the Sea of Galilee, and they have a little sound system set up, and Dennis beautifully and brilliantly does a lecture, a, a, a little um, speech on the miracles that took place on the Galilee, the miracles of the Galilee. Mm-hmm. So you're on the Sea of Galilee as you're reliving the miracles on the Galilee uh, in, through Dennis's beautiful description. Those are one of the many, many highlights of this trip. We're going to absolutely do that again. And Tim, it's it's a great feeling to be with like-minded people at a, in a place like Israel, especially at a time like 
like now, where there is so much divisiveness and we're arguing about politics and President Trump and the direction of the country and the, the Alabama abortion bill and all the, the things that, that unfortunately are, are, are kind of tearing us apart, this is an opportunity for hundreds of like-minded people to be together, be they Jewish, Christian, agnostic, eh? it doesn't matter, but like-minded people who are right there together in the state of Israel uh, at a time that is right before Christmas. I just can't think of a better opportunity for people to uh, explore and experience what is truly, I call it a bucket list trip. It's a trip that you'll never forget. Yeah, December 2nd through the 11th, Mike Gallagher uh, very eloquently describing and explaining uh, this. I should not be surprised. One thing I wanted to even just ask you a quick question on, because you're one of the hosts here along with Dennis Prager, uh, people get to know who you are, if they can you know, listen to our sister station, News Talk 990, between 9 and noon, they can get to know you some that way. But you've been uh, doing this, a lot of twists and turns in radio over the years. Uh, and I just thought maybe, just like the trip is going to have a lot of twists and turns and stops. But you could just give a quick example of, of, your, of your path to this point in your life and professionally speaking, you know, the radio you've done and, and how you like to even, I know you've done some theater and how you like to be out front and, and meet people and engage them. Well, it's, it's a blast to meet people who listen to the radio show in person, because typically I'm in a little studio, as you are, with blinking lights, and that's as, as, uh, as connected as you get with people, that blinking light, and you push the button. When you get to shake somebody's hand and thank them for supporting the show, and, you know, I've been around the block a few times. My first radio job was as an 18-year-old kid in Ohio in 1978, so 41 years, and I'm very proud that 2019 has been a high watermark for my show in the history of my radio show over all these years, I'm at the highest level in terms of ratings and revenue that I've ever experienced. And I'm so grateful to listeners all over the country, including in the Philly area for that. And I think it's because, you know, we've, we've touched a nerve and we've sort of, uh, we've sort of uh, tapped into the zeitgeist of, of Americans who are ready for a president who fights, Americans who are ready for a pro-life agenda, Americans who are ready for the word of God, who are willing to, to defend religious liberties, who are, who are fighting for the right to be heard. We've never seen anything like this in our lifetime, and I'm very, very proud that it has come together the way it has. And I'm excited over uh, the next year or so and what, what the, where the possibilities lie. Two other quick things. I know you have a very full day. Uh, one, just so, I know you're very passionate about the, the charitable foundation you have as well, Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officers Fund. You could maybe speak to that just for a moment, too. Thanks for the opportunity, Tim. Uh, a few years ago, I met um, a fallen officer's widow. Uh, I learned that the young officer was a, was a fan of the radio show, and his wife was, too. They had three young kids. And I, I learned from her that there were some real financial concerns. When, when an officer is killed in the line of duty, oftentimes these families do not have uh, the financial means to even get through, through the week. And so the Fallen Officer Fund is an opportunity for us to give um, funding to families who have lost their, their police officer hero, hero family member. So it's Gallagher. We call it, we're, we're kind of transitioning from Gallagher's Army to Gallagher's Heroes. We're calling it Gallagher's Heroes, the Fallen Officer Fund. And may I say that we have an angel donor in Pena Templeton, Jack and Pena Templeton of Philadelphia, uh, just integral members of Philadelphia society. Sadly, we lost Jack a couple of years ago. Pina and her wonderful family, they have supported our, our foundation in a way that nobody else has. Um, of course, I just love Pina and love the Templeton family and the foundation, what they've done for us. So I have a very deep connection to the Philadelphia community uh, with Gallagher's Heroes, the Fallen Officer Fund, thanks to the generosity of the Templeton family. Yeah, it sounds great. And Mike Gallagher has been kind enough to be our guest. He hosts 9 to Noon on our sister station, News Talk 990 WNTP. And along with Dennis Prager, going to be co-hosting and helping lead this trip, Stand with Israel, December 2nd through the 11th. I was just thinking as you were speaking a few moments ago about that trip, the perspective also it must be for people from all over the country. They're getting a perspective in Israel, but they're also realizing they're not alone as they see people from all over the place come together for this. It's not just a trip from Philadelphia specifically, for example. Well, that's what I mean about being with like-minded people, Tim. It's a great feeling because sometimes we all feel like we're alone. Like if we're Christian, are we, are we alone here? If we fight for the right, uh, the, the right to live, if we're fighting for the unborn, are we alone? If we believe the way we believe, are, is there anybody else out there that feels the way we do? And when you're with hundreds of like-minded people in a place like Israel, 
wow. I mean, it, it just, just kind of blows your mind to, to, to have that kind of experience and an opportunity. And I'm thrilled that it's coming up here in December. And I hope your listeners can join us. That sounds great. MikeOnline.com, one way for folks to also find out more about you and, your, and the programming you do. Is that correct? You bet. MikeOnline.com. You can send me an email anytime you want. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Talker Mike. Or like you said, listen to the sister station right there in Philly on 990 from 9 to noon each and every weekday. By the way, your show opens with Van Halen's Panama, right? It sure does. That's has a, for, for 25 years. It's <laughs> a great song. Who picked that out? Was that you, your producer? Yeah, I, just, I, just, I didn't even realize who it was or what it was. I just liked the sound of it and I liked the uh, the theme of it. I don't know. I just I kind of <laughs> liked the, the, the melody. So uh, it's been with me ever since. It's a, a fun, long, long time. <laughs> it's a fun jam. Good Thanks, deal. Tim. Thanks so much, Mike. God bless you. God bless you. Keep fighting the good fight, Tim. Amen. All right. Bye-bye. That's Mike Gallagher, host of The Mike Gallagher Show, 9 a.m. to noon on News Talk 990 WNTP, our sister station. Thanks also to Dr. Michael Hare, author of the brand new book, When Church Conflict Happens. And congratulations to all our Michael trivia winners this hour, including uh, Faye, who just texted in the correct answer to the Batman movie, Michael, and all the others uh, was Michael Keaton. Correct. Thank you, Faye. You win. Also, congratulations to, uh, to Fran and others who won this hour. We'll get your gift cards out to you. Turn things over now to Jim Max and Max 413 Ministries. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.